0: Hello, Welcome, welcome to the disco. Hey everyone, welcome to Yoshi's Disco. I'm Yoshi. And on today's episode, I wanted to dive into who I am and how I got started, how I got started in the hair industry and how I came to open the salon in an old church in Grant Park, Atlanta. So to give a little more info about me, my name is Joshua Burke, AKA Yoshi. I'm 33 years old. I'm a father of two. I'm married. And I've been a hairdresser for about 15 years. I've owned a salon for almost five years now. And the first four years were in a salon suite. Before I decided to open my own salon in a salon suite, I was in a super busy salon. I thought that I loved it. I thought that I thrived in it. It was pure chaos. And every day was like a battle, like. You finish the day, and it was like, fuck, yeah, I made it through that. And I'm a very introverted person. So it was a lot for me to get through some of those days. But in 2018, I got married, and we very quickly got pregnant. So to me, there was a thought in the back of my mind Of, I think I want to get out of this. And also, that salon wasn't the healthiest work environment either. And with a new baby coming, I already had a six-year-old Owen at the time. And with the idea of a new baby coming, I thought, I think I want to open up a salon. I think I can do it. But I don't know if I can. I had a lot of self-doubt. But once we had the news of a new baby, it was like, okay, I either need to do this now or I need to shelf this idea for a couple of years before devoting my time into this. And basically where I was at, that wasn't an option. Waiting around in this salon that was super busy and wearing me down, like I couldn't do that for a few more years before I got more money, more time back in my life. And... I basically pulled the trigger on it right away. So I ended up falling into a salon suite in Grant Park, Atlanta, and doing a salon suite was not my first choice. I looked down on salon suites at the time. I didn't think it was quote unquote cool to be in a salon suite. And you know, the salon I left was definitely a very cool salon, so I went to go tour one, and the one I toured was in Grant Park, and they were fully booked. But the day that I showed up, I saw that it was a Saturday. There was a number on the door to call the landlord, and I was just like, fuck it. I'll just call them. Uh, she immediately answers the phone, and she said, hey, I just left there. Do you mind waiting a few minutes, and I'll come meet you? So me and my wife sat in the parking lot for a little bit. And while we're sitting in the parking lot, we see someone with boxes, a broom, start loading stuff out of the salon suite. I was like, that kind of looks like someone's moving out. So by the time the landlord gets there, she gives us a little tour. She's lovely. And she explains that they've been fully booked until that day. And she got noticed that day that one of her tenants was moving out. She came to do the last walkthrough with them and they literally had a vacancy like right when I showed up, I took that into consideration, saw that as a sign. And once I really started to do the numbers, I was like, I gotta, I have to step out on my own. I thought that this was going to be a good path to some more financial freedom for me and my family. And I knew that, okay, I've got nine months to build this thing, to make this a little bit more like sustainable before this baby comes. I think I can do that in nine months. So I got after it. I went to work, started building my salon suite out and building out my clients. And it was fantastic. Like my preconceptions of what a salon suite were, like it was, I was so wrong. The location in Grant Park was super clean. The accommodations were great. The facilities were great. The, they had just had a lot of amenities that I didn't think that salon suites had. I think I had this idea from that, that all salon suites looked like doctor's offices from the nineties and they were just super out of date and kind of dingy. First suite that I had in that space, it didn't have any windows in it. That was the deal. I did get in there, but I didn't, I was on a waiting list to have a window unit. And I think it took me about seven months or so to get a unit with a window, but I took whatever I could get. And even just having that unit was wonderful compared to what I just left. I left a super busy, super loud salon where I had, a, had an assistant. I was double booking and I had a front desk taking care of everything. And then I just moved to this kind of quiet, just me, oh, backup up space and everything fell on me. And I loved that. Like I, I was so scared of it, but it was actually a breath of fresh air just to be in a little bit more control and to really focus on what I'm doing, not relying on anybody else. And for me, like I, I was a really strong cutter at the time, but color still I was a little uneasy about at the time I left that salon. I was still in the back bouncing color off color ideas off everybody. There's nothing wrong about that, but it I didn't realize how insecure I was with color because I just kept relying on other people's opinion. And then I moved into the space where it was just me and I had to formulate everything myself. And that really forced me to grow. The whole experience of the salon suites really forced me to grow. Taking or putting all the responsibility on me and... Stripping away all the safety nets of the other people, the assistants, the support staff, all that. Like it, it forced me to grow in a really good way. Yeah. I was at the salon suites for four years before I got noticed that this space that I'm in now, this church was coming available. Um, I wanted this space so bad that I actually called dibs on it two years before it came available. And I just knew that if I ever got the chance to be in this space, that I would do whatever it took to be in it. So in 2022, beginning of 2022, I got noticed that this space was coming available. So in order to move into this space, I had to change my business model completely. When I was at the salon suite, I would occasionally have someone rent for me for a day and charge them a day rate, but they weren't my employees. And coming into this space, I had been going through some destroy the hairdresser coaching and I had the confidence going into it that I can do this. I can move into the space, get employees and make this work. So I moved into the space, just me. And it took a while to find the right people. It took a while to build the space out. I had a lot of help building it out, but I did it. It was a challenge and it was a little bit of a struggle. I was definitely super ambitious with my build-out. I was able to make it. So going from just running my business just by myself to then opening up a full-fledged salon with commission-based stylists, that was a big change for me. And today is actually a year since I've got the keys to the space. So I'm one year in and something I've realized in this year is I don't like being a boss. It sounds really like crazy for me to admit that I've been the boss of these commission-based stylists and they've been wonderful. And by the time I have this podcast out, they know that, you know, the changes that I'm making in the salon. So I'm not revealing anything too crazy to my stylist, but I've realized that being a commission based salon owner, it's not for me. Yeah. It has nothing to do with my stylist performance, but it has everything to do with me realizing the amount of stress that it takes for a salon owner to operate a commission-based salon. It's a lot. And I don't think I love doing it. I know I don't love doing it. I know I love being a hairdresser and I love being a business owner and I love working around other stylists, but that is where I'm at today, where I'm considering changing my whole business model back to a booth rent based system because being an employee or being an employee boss, it's a lot. So when to back up a little bit, when I was in the salon suites, the thing that it was lacking was camaraderie. There was some great people who had booths there, but there was no community in the salon suite. And that's something that I think I really, really missed. When I was in the salon suite, I was lonely. And I really wanted to get back to a space that I was working around creatives, working closely with creatives in a really creative space. And the salon suite was just a little sterile, And gets there and they close their doors and they do their thing. And that's fine. I was really craving that. So when I got the chance to open this, I knew that, okay, I think this is going to be great. I'm going to be working in a creative space again. I'm going to be working with other creatives. That's my goal. And in the past year, I've done that. I've hired an amazing team. I've hired some very responsible senior stylists in this. And I've hired very slow. Yeah, I've taken my time to weed out who works here because I haven't had the time to invest in younger stylists yet. So for me to say, okay, I'm ready to make a change with how I run things in here. It's me throwing my hands up and being like, I gave it a fair shot of having a commission-based salon and I'm trying to. Not have too much pride and just admit when things aren't working, actually like on paper, things are working in here. The salon, everyone gets paid on time. The clientele love it. The staff loves it here, but I have to admit that mentally the stress that it causes me isn't working. So. This is me just being open and honest that, and I hope other salon owners can relate to this because there's only two ways to, or two popular ways to run a salon, commission-based or booth rental. And the way that I've been running it this past year is basically commission-based, but with the freedom of booth rental and giving my stylist a lot of responsibility does take some pressure off me as an owner. But at the end of the day, I'm still the boss. I'm still the one that has to make all the decisions. And I think that I've realized that my ideal clientele, my ideal client has shifted. I think that I used to have the perfect client in mind of who sat in my chair and Now, as I've gotten older, now that I have a year in the salon, as a salon owner, my ideal client has now shifted to what kind of stylist do I want to get in here to develop? So I think this is growing pains. I think that this is just part of the process of growing, but I'm learning that with time You just have to be open and honest and vulnerable to grow. So this podcast, this episode coming out, this isn't just me admitting that I've been trying my best, but this it's not that this isn't working, but I know that this can work so much better. So I'm on a mission to try to find the best way to do this and. Doing this podcast with all these hairdressers and all these small business owners, all these people who have set out on their own to just give it a try of what their dream is, me having these conversations with these people, that's the point of this podcast is for me to grow. I think these people who sit in my chair are super interesting. And I'm like, I think I want to interview you for a podcast because I know I would get so much out of it and I think my listeners would get so much out of it too. So. This is what Yoshi's Disco is all about. It's a huge learning process for me. It's for me to grow and expand my business and to learn along the way. So I'm going to be doing more one-off episodes like this, where it's just me talking about a subject. I'm going to have hairdressers on who have done all sorts of different formats in the hair industry. I'm going to have small business owners on who have tried and failed and succeeded. So if you think this is interesting at all, please stick with me. This is a big learning experience for me and that's the point. So thank you for listening so far. And I hope you enjoy more episodes of this podcast.